0: Welcome to Why We Podcast with your host, Vikram Rajan, where attorneys, accountants, coaches, and clients share how their show helps their clients, their audience, their guests, and their own practices. You can watch episodes on YouTube and listen through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. For the live stream and prior episodes, go to videosocials.net slash have you ever thought about hosting your own podcast already host one do you like to be featured on other people's podcasts come to our next show host networking event and introduce yourself to dozens of podcast hosts who interview subject matter experts like you you can rsvp for free at videosocials.net show hosts now here's the host of why we podcast vikram rajan
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Why We Podcast. I'm looking forward to getting to know uh, two more podcast hosts uh, today. Um, I am the co-founder of Video Social. We are a business community of attorneys and accountants, coaches and consultants who come onto our video blogging clubs and they get their video blogs and their podcast promo videos recorded together, fun and done. It's a really fun community. Many of, uh, many of our members have actually uh, gone on to be podcast hosts. Some of them have come on uh, to this show as guests. And this show is very much um, kind of for my benefit and I'm looking forward to it also benefiting those of you watching and listening. It, this enables me to learn from folks like Joe and John and to learn how it is not only that they, why they started their shows, but how it's grown, how it's benefited not only themselves, but how it's benefited uh, their audience, which uh, could include potential clients. We'll get to know that process. And how their show has, of course, benefited back to them and their businesses, which is a great place to start kind of getting to know them as people and practitioners and how, why, and when they started their show. Joe, it's good to talk to you again.
2: Great to see you, Vikram. And thank you for having me on the show.
1: Sure. And John, we're going to get to you in a moment. But Joe, uh, before we even talk about your podcast and your show, talk to us about what you do professionally, and and, and then we'll talk talk to John about what he does professionally.
2: Yeah. So I have a business that works with solopreneurs and coaches and knowledge-based solopreneurs. I help them stand out from the crowd and create a unique signature program so that they can take their clients through a step by step process and get results faster, more efficiently, more effectively for their clients.
1: And so is it across all sectors? I mean, what does it mean that they're a solopreneur, but you could be solo doing a lot of different things? Is there a specific type of sector or type of business professional that you
2: tend to work with? Yeah, so I, I like to say a knowledge based service worker. So it could be a piano teacher, right. or it could be someone who runs a piano school and then wants to, uh, has had success and wants to then coach other folks who want to have a, a piano school or a language school, or they could be a tutor um, or a business coach or a health coach. Um, if they're involved in taking their clients from A to B, then what I help them do is codify their knowledge, their experience, and their expertise so that they can have a step-by-step process for their clients and get better, faster results.
1: So when you talk about that signature program, that's not necessarily like turning it into a course per se. It could even be like an operational system internally. Is that what you
2: mean? Or- it could be a course. It could yeah. be an operational system. Um, most of the time, what I work with, it's a, it's a system of guiding their clients. So I guide my clients through a step-by-step program so that they can create and then have their own step-by-step program that, that talks to their knowledge, to their ideal clients. And what's the benefit of that? Like what's the benefit of having a step-by-step process to guide your clients? There are many benefits to that. Yeah. Um, aside from providing a great service and a, sure. a light at the end of the tunnel, if you will, for your clients, um, it gives them a roadmap. It also gives my clients a way to sell their services without being salesy. So they okay. can show the client the the exact roadmap, the process. And most people don't do this. So when clients are looking for uh, to, to get from A to B, and they're looking for someone to help them get from A to B. When they see someone who has put a lot of thought into it and has a process and a step-by-step program, it lends a lot of credibility to the coach.
1: Cool. So so you're basically helping them become that consultative
2: consultative sales process? Is that, is that one yes. way of putting it? That, that, that is one way of putting it. I think I, we go a little bit beyond that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's it's that's that's close enough. Close enough. That's close All right. Enough. Good.
1: Well, well, there you go. It helps me kind of understand it. So I paraphrase it. John, what about you? Uh, we know each other a little bit, but uh, <laughs> and we have a little bit of overlap as well. So, uh, talk to us about uh, what do you do in the marketing and branding world?
0: Yeah, so I'm with a company called Spotlight Branding. Uh, we do content marketing, so a lot of similar sort of things that you do over at uh, Video Socials. But um, our goal, you know, especially kind of how we differentiate ourselves from a lot of the other legal marketing companies out there, and I know Vic, you're pretty familiar with this, you know, is we're not we're not interested in playing the uh, search engine game. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of marketing companies out there they kind of default to search engines, paid ads, you know, really cold lead generation stuff like that. And our stuff, especially with, uh, you know, the lawyers and the financial pros that we work with, it's a really heavy referral based industry. Right. And so our services are all designed around increasing those referrals, helping our clients actually attract the right kinds of, of people that they want to work with and building up that authority status, making people see them as the expert that people want to work with. And so we do that through things like uh, blogging, videos. uh, We have a podcast production service, um, email newsletters, uh, and social media. That's cool.
1: So I'm going to start with you, John, and then we'll go back to Joe. So when did you start your show, John, and why? Like, What was the light bulb moment of like, hey, I I ought to have a podcast. Like, What was going on then? In there.
0: Yeah. So, um, at least with Spotlight Branding, we actually have two podcasts that we run. First one, uh, the Law Firm Marketing Minute, was actually started by uh, the owners of the company back in, gosh, probably 2016, 2017. So, like pretty early on, right, as podcasting really started to take off and get really popular. Um, But, you know, they are business owners and, you know, a, a stereotypical trait of those entrepreneurial. Uh, types is uh, you know struggle to follow through and and keep things going consistently my my Um, business
1: partner mark we we very often talk about starters and finishers and
0: and yeah starter. yeah so yeah always full of ideas and so you get something off the ground and then you get something else going and you know you you only have so much time right and so um, I took over uh, our internal marketing um, in 2019 and you know up until that point, you know, Law Firm Marketing Minute was kind of sporadically getting published. And so I was like, hey, I'm going to do this. I really enjoy, uh, you know, kind of podcasting. I dabbled in it back when I was in college 10 years before. And, you know, back before everything was like really pretty primitive. But I still enjoyed it. I like that idea of just kind of having that broadcast sort of sure. environment. And so I took Law Firm Marketing Minute. I ran with it, started, uh, you know publishing episodes weekly. And then, um, you know, I really started seeing the value of shows like this, this, this interview style stuff, being able to expose our audience to other perspectives and insights. Um, even if it's, you know, whether it's something that, um, we had not really talked about before, or if it's something that kind of validates the message that we continue to preach to our audience. And so, you know, building those relationships with our own network. And so I launched center stage at the start of uh, 2021. And so we've been doing that every week as well. And it's just, you know, uh, finding people, you know, I've had Joe on the show. Um, I do have you on my shortlist. I know we haven't coordinated anything yet, but, um, you know, having people on, other experts, you know, just talking about marketing and business development related challenges that I think most solo and small firm owners face.
1: And so the difference between Law Firm Marketing Minute and Center Stage, that Law Firm Marketing Minute, and correct me if I'm wrong, sounds like more of a solo presentation type podcast, right? It's right. kind of that, that format versus center stage is purposely interview-oriented, right? Yeah. That's kind of the, the basic. But both are yeah. weekly, right? Mm-hmm. It sounds like it. And, and are both also video in addition to audio? Or yep. Yeah. Okay, great, yep. cool. Exactly. So that's kind of the, the – and we'll kind of get into some of the details of where we can watch it and listen and, and who comes on and what are the benefits a little bit later. But going back to Joe, talk to us about that same kind of creation story of where were you when the lightning struck uh, and the light bulb went on?
2: Uh, so this happened stories. about a, a year and a half ago. And I knew about podcasts, but I really wasn't that into it. And I I didn't listen to a lot of podcasts either. I kind of knew about it. Um, And I had a conversation with a local photographer, and we got talking about how a positive attitude and being positive on the camera was a good thing, and being positive in business was a good thing. And if you're negative, it shows up on the camera and shows up in your business. And I thought, I said, you know, this is a really good conversation. We should share this conversation. And so we set up a time the following week and we basically repeated that conversation. Right. I recorded it and put it on YouTube. Yeah. And it was it was such a neat experience that then I I the next person I spoke with, I said, Hey, I'm doing this thing. You know, we're recording interviews. How about we record one with us? And and that's how it started. Um, cool. Yeah, very very organic
1: yeah yeah so that makes sense yeah you end up having that natural conversation which is kind of one of the reasons i don't i tend not to do pre-interviews because i found the pre-interviews um it's like all right well we should have just recorded this and produced it as a podcast <laughs> <laughs> because i'm genuinely genuinely uh interested in what you guys have to say um so the pre-interview ends up being the actual interview and it's like it became silly so i stopped that like a long time kind of, Two years ago, and it literally happened to me just—I uh, want to say two, three weeks ago. I was on a on a show earlier this week, and we had done a vetting pre-interview, and she didn't know me. And, and I'm like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. I'll play, I'll play ball. at somebody else's process. And of course, naturally, like as we're going into this, she's like, "Yeah, this is great. We should have just recorded this." I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, uh, unless it's like a very perfunctory ten-minute, like just to kind of know that that person uh, isn't some wild card. Um, you know, I, which I have one of our clients who does do a vetting. I go, great. It's a 10, 10 to 15 minute, get to know, know that that person is legit and isn't going to go rogue in some way. You know, otherwise, if you know your guest criteria, it kind of makes sense of kind of what you do. It's just you don't even have to do the dress rehearsal if you have that concept. So now talk to us about that format. So it does, how often do you release episodes?
2: Is it weekly or how often? Is that for me? Yeah, Joe. Yeah, we're still yeah. on your show. About weekly at this okay. point. Uh, I know it's it's important to be consistent, and I do maybe two or three a month at this point. Yeah. Okay, cool.
1: And what is your guest criteria? Like, Who do you like to have on and why?
2: So my podcast, it started out as just 10-minute conversations, real quick conversations. Yeah. And um, I've expanded that at uh, the beginning of the year. And okay. the reason is 10 minutes just seem to be too short. There's, no time, right. to story. There's no time. There's basically no time to, to do anything except drill down on one topic. So right. right now, my guests are are business owners and we talk about their origin story, how they began, why they began, what challenges they had. Um, and what they're doing today and how that's evolved and how they've they've leaned on their knowledge, experience and expertise to create their business. That's cool. And
1: we'll, we'll talk a little bit more in terms of what are the benefits to the audience? And we'll, we'll kind of ask John the same question before I go back to John. What's the name of your show and how did you name
2: your show? Like, Why and how did
1: that name come about?
2: Again, it, it, this goes back a year and a half ago. They were nope. short conversations. Yes. Originally I, 10 minutes. And now
1: it, it's evolved into like how long? Sorry. To... 30, 30-ish. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of a general.
2: Number. Yeah. But and one. so I named them espresso jams. Espresso jams. Okay. Short, so concentrated, delicious conversations. All right. All right. Nice. Um, And have yeah. you kept it
1: as espresso jams, even though you've kind of gone Americano?
2: You're right. <laughs> Here's what I've done. I, I call it espresso jams, small business interviews and tips. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's cool. I like knowing kind of the, the, the creation story. Now, now, John, it makes sense that your company is spotlight branding and the name of your show, at least one of them, the interview part is center stage. Yep. Uh, law firm marketing, I mean, it also kind of makes sense, right? If you're, a lot of your clients are lawyers and yep. you want to have marketing and it's hopefully done in a few minutes, yep. it makes sense. Where did center stage come from? Like, yes, obviously, they're now in retrospect, it's like, oh, of course, you know, it all kind of fits together. But where did you get that uh, idea from originally for center stage?
0: Yeah, I, as part of me kind of handling our, our internal marketing, you know, I was really looking for a way to provide some additional value to our yeah. audience, and and you know, kind of in two different ways, you know, to provide value to our audience at large and, you know, provide, you know, kind of like I said earlier, some extra insight, some outside insight that maybe we as a, as a marketing company aren't necessarily in the correct position to provide, you know, it's like, okay, we, we run a business, but we're probably not the right people to give like HR advice or or anything like that. We can share kind of how we run our business, but it would make more sense to have an HR expert on the show to talk about, you know, how to create a great environment in your firm or whatever the case may be. So that was one side of it, but also, you know, we've been in business close to 10 years at that point, we had built up a pretty solid professional network and a lot of really good strategic contacts. But, you know, I felt like we weren't doing a good enough job, just continuing to kind of nurture those, stay in touch really well, and you know, really weren't do- you know really weren't practicing what we preach in terms of really? staying in touch and, and and all of that. And so, um, I felt like doing this was a good opportunity to you know make another touch point with a lot of those people, tap into those networks, nurture those networks, but then also at the same time, build the networks. You know, sure. so like I've been introduced to people like you and Joe along the way. And so I've been able to grow that a little bit more and, and just be able to provide some value, you know, to on, on a small scale and a large scale.
1: And, and so that's that's the guest approach of like the benefits of why you have guests and even uh-huh. the benefits to the guests. Have you heard from any of your guests after coming onto your show that that they've gotten some kind of a benefit or someone reached out to them because of being on your show? Has that ever happened? Have you heard anything
0: like that? Yeah. You know, I I haven't heard back like in any kind of specific instance where it's like, Hey, I was able to get clients on your show, but I I've heard from a couple of people where it's like, Hey, I've been on your show. I've had some people kind of reach out and now they're kind of following me and I've had some conversations with them. And so, you know, if it got to the point where they got business and they won business from it, I wasn't aware of it, but i have still kind of heard at least immediately in kind of the early stages that, hey, they were able to grow their audience by sure. coming on and, and getting their name out on our show.
1: All right, cool. Yeah, I'm going to ask the same question to you, Joe. And then also, like, there's the other audience and has anyone come out of the woodwork? So we'll, we'll talk about that. But Joe, have you heard from any guests that have come onto your show? Has there been any kind of uptick of relationship, people reaching out to them, any kind of result that they've done from being on your show by chance? Anything like that? The yes, absolutely.
2: Yeah, Vikram, what, what I've heard is that they have, um, it's grown their network. So they've made some connections, they've had some conversations, they've gotten invites to be on other podcasts, um, they've got some, got some views on and, and on their social media and continue the conversation. So nothing specific as far as did they get clients, I, I can't yeah. respond to that because I haven't sure. heard anything back.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's one of the things that you know we'll we'll end up doing. as Part of our process is having that post episode review meeting. We just call it Perm. It's a nice simple acronym, um, and it's kind of purposely right. We we want to know that all right, guests come on to our show or guests come on to our clients' shows. All right, what is that ROI for everyone? It doesn't need to be dollars and cents right away, but there's some type of result where you know, thank you for each of you. Right, you're spending already almost twenty minutes of your time with me and for the show. And you're helping me create content. I'm hopefully helping you create content. So it's a co-creation in that sense. But I want to make sure it's worth your time. Um, and likewise, for our clients and for our clients' guests, where they're hosting their own podcast, that or what is that ROI of time? Uh, which, again, doesn't always have to be purely dollars and cents, but there's something that led to as benchmarks. It eventually becomes dollars and cents. Joe, has anyone from kind of that audience between you promoting the show, I can only assume that guests also like promoting their episodes when they come on to your show. Has anyone come out of the woodwork? Have you heard from anyone watching and listening to your show? Has that happened yet uh, in the
2: the past year and a half? Yeah, it it has. Uh, And one of the most recent ones was a fellow who has a podcast um, linking up the, the podcast host with potential guests. And he's got a platform online that he's just putting together. And he heard one of my shows when I was, I was actually being interviewed on another podcast and he reached out to me. Nice. yeah. And what about you, John? Has anyone come out of the woodwork, any audience and ended up doing business with them?
0: Yeah. In in a couple of different ways, Um, you know, kind of similar to Joe's uh, example there. I've had, um, I've had people on the show and then, Um, you know, I, I may have reached out to them separately, but unbeknownst to me, they had been working with another kind of booking agency. And then all of a sudden, you know, their agency found out and they're like, Hey, this is a great show. And then they've started pitching guests, uh, you know, to me consistently to where I'm booked out now a couple of months ahead. Sure. And so, you know, that makes my job a lot easier trying to find guests and stuff, but also, you know, in kind of, uh, renewing some of those, uh, you know, strategic professional relationships that we've had. We've been made aware, like, oh, this person, you know, we thought they were with this organization before. They've actually gone on started their new business, and it's something that is, you know, really relevant to us. And so we've built up, you know, working relationships with people that we've had on the show, and they're helping us out kind of in their area of expertise. For example, um, not sure if you're familiar with the uh, organization, how to manage a small law firm. Sure, Sure, I know. Yeah, we had uh, we had built up a relationship with one of the coaches there. she went on to start her own business, uh, all around helping, uh, you know, small businesses build out their operations manuals, their policies and procedures manuals. Nice. And so, we're a really systems-focused company, yeah. and we were kind of at a point like, "Hey, I think our systems could be better, our manuals could be better." We knew that, you know, after talking to her on the show, we knew that that's what she did, and now we're starting working with her. And oh, so- great. There's a lot of good back and forth there and a lot of benefit to both sides that I think can be attributed to us starting this podcast and, and getting things moving.
1: And we're about to take a, a quick commercial break and then we'll, we'll come back. But, Joe, before we do that, you're a couple of dozen episodes in, right? Uh, just mathematically, if you've been doing this weekly for about a year and a half, right. um, you know, maybe 50, if not it's
2: very more. Very good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's the extent of my math. Um, and so, looking back, right? If you had to do something different, what was that one? And now something you mentioned already, so I'm going to take that off the table. It's like the end of Wheel of Fortune. I'm going to give you RSTL. Any? Uh, I'm going to take off. You know, making it longer instead of ten minutes. But you already mentioned. Okay. That. Uh, but it is kind of a little bit on the spot. We didn't talk about this in the intake process. But is there something that you would have done differently, or that you're now thinking of doing something new? having learned from doing these dozens of episodes already that that's like, all right, now I know what to do something a little
2: bit better. Anything come to mind? Yeah. So when yeah. I started, it was very much cottage, um, like a cottage industry. I had no real introduction. I actually introduced the pod show myself and I modified my voice a little bit, Okay. but it, it was, I mean, my well, brother, I mean, like, you gave yourself like a, like a radio voice. Like yeah a, right. Do yeah, and my my brother says, you know, Joe, people can tell that's you. <laughs> the, so, you're using a, a like a your own voice changer. Exactly. Yeah <laughs> the the other thing I the other thing I did not do was get on the podcast apps. Okay. So about the first forty episodes were only on social media, YouTube, and my website. And I think I missed a lot there. And when I did do it, I found it wasn't that difficult. And if you're a little bit, if you're not technical, there are people who will help you uh, on this podcast. And if if you are technical, you can do it yourself. But if you want help, there's people to help you. But don't don't do what I did (laughs) when you start your podcast get on the apps right i think there's a lot of people that
1: are in the live streaming world or even just video show world which is really how this thing got started right i mean i don't john i'd love to hear a little bit even offline how the the podcast management production part for us it was really because of our members our members um you know video socials they're recording their video blogs and kind of unbeknownst to us so to speak a lot of them i would say a good like you know 15 to 20 percent of our members have some, had or have some type of a live stream or video show, interview show, very similar to what you were doing, Joe, of like, hey, why don't we just have this? Maybe even without so much of a strategy of why they were doing it or the guest, it was just nonetheless interesting and informative. But then came the technical aspect and they started asking us for help. It's like, hey, can you help us get our YouTube show into Apple Podcasts, a basic thing? And we're like, yeah, of course, that's relatively simple is what we do. Um, and so as we found ourselves kind of doing versions of that, of how do I get my Apple podcast into my email newsletter? Or can you get it into our email newsletter because we run email newsletters for our clients? Well, yeah, sure. Of course, that's what we do. And then as, as enough of the, of course, that's what we do. We ended up realizing, yeah, we can do soup to nuts and just have them show up at showtime and just do it so it makes sense that you kind of came to that own revelation joe of like yeah it's it's not difficult to do it's just time consuming and sometimes annoying especially if you're not tech savvy but yeah, anyone can do it and definitely should get it done in one way or another um so thank you for for offering the plug for me and of course john's from i does similar work john what about you looking back likewise you've also had dozens of episodes of not only law firm marketing minute but also center Stage. Looking back, it's like, all right, how would have you? How would you have reformulated or redone? And how have you improved? in something new in the horizon is anything like that? as a learning aspect.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think to me the biggest thing, and this one was just kind of out of my control, but I, I mm. wish we had been more consistent with Law Firm okay. Marketing Minute from day one. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like I said, you know, we would. Uh, you know, Mark, our owner, um, Danny Decker, our the business partner at the time. You know, they would kind of, they would record, you know, four episodes at a time. You know, top sure. of mind. You know, when they were focusing on it, and yeah. then they would get busy with a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, and then we might go, you know, three, four, six weeks without right. publishing an episode. And right, right. you know, when I took it over in 2019, I mean, even then, you know, we were averaging. Uh, you know, close to 500 downloads per episode. Yeah. And so part of me just wonders, like if we had been able to, you know, publish consistently and being able to promote each new episode consistently over time, how much bigger could the show have been up right. until that point?
1: Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's one of the kind of the fallacies and, um, you know, kind of tripping points. People, you know, we we hear that a lot about banking episodes or doing a batching of episodes and i tend to want to talk more about being consistent even on the production standpoint and just releasing it sooner because you kind of fall into that trap that false sense of like all right let me just record five six episodes in a day in a week and then we can kind of release it it's like all right let me just go to the gym five times today and then not go to the gym for the next five weeks and it's like well you know there's something to be said of of like you know doing your hundred push-ups and then not doing it for a couple of days but it's And I'm totally out of shape, so I'm definitely not an expert, but my conjecture is that it's probably better to do, let's say, 20 push-ups or 20 sit-ups every day and do it consistently rather than 100 and then not doing it for a couple of days. Mathematically, it's the same, sort of, but not really. I think there's a a better aspect and a better habit process that I think you're talking about, John, of kind of being on that consistent production and thus consistent release and publishing aspect. so that I can totally see that as being kind of a getting into the groove and that makes sense yeah. let's take a quick commercial break when we come back obviously we want to hear where can people watch and listen to your shows that's kind of been lost so i want to get that going and i'd love to hear about shows that you're a raving fan of because if you're like me you're, you you uh, know other show hosts and are fans of other people's podcasts but let's take a quick commercial break and we'll come back and, and wrap it up with those questions Do you want your own podcast like this one? My team will do all the grunt work for you. Just show up, smile, and enjoy talking to your potential clients and referral relationships. Go to VideoSocials.net slash GoVIP to watch our 9-minute webinar for all the details. Are you a busy lawyer, coach, consultant like me? You should have a podcast done for you to get you more clients, impress your colleagues, and it becomes your perpetual referrals flywheel. We find you the right guests, we schedule your guests, handle all the podcast tech, get you into Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and more done for you. Go to videosocials.net slash go VIP to watch our nine minute webinar for all the details. Now back to the show. And back with John and Joe. Um, and that's very much kind of a, my call to action that I have uh, with my podcast, right? People can get to know us uh, through that freebie. Do either one of you, do, and I'll kind of ask individually, do you have, first of all, do you offer any kind of a, a lead magnet or a freebie or offer on your, on your podcast, John? Uh, do you have any kind of a commercial where you kind of break to something that's about Spotlight?
0: yeah we haven't uh built any sort of like standard call to action yet it's kind of depends on what we 've got going on at the time um, you know, so like for example, um, we just released uh, a legal marketing trends report, mm-hmm. and so I had an episode dedicated to that. I will have you know reminders here in the next few episodes just where you can get it and stuff like that uh, and so it's not it's not as formal as what we just saw here, but I do try to make an effort, at least on the law for marketing minute side to promote something of us on center stage, I kind of step back and let our guests promote, you know, something and have a call to action on, on whatever they're working on.
1: So that's a nice segue. So, um, is that the latest thing? Is that something that, that you think, uh, you know, a lot of our, my circle is very similar to your circle, right? Lawyers, yeah. et cetera. Right. Uh, is there a way for them to get that, uh, marketing trends report? How do, how could they?
0: Yes. So yes. you can go to spotlightbranding.com slash trends 22 trends to, to uh, download that report. It's a gigantic report. It's like a hundred pages, just full of all kinds of marketing data from lawyers all over the country. Uh, cool. And if you're not a lawyer and you're listening to this, uh, we have a ton of resources, uh, articles, videos, podcast episodes, all that kind of stuff at spotlightinsider.com.
1: Cool. Very nice. Joe, what about you? Do you have anything like that? Any kind of freebie that you tend to do on your show? And then we'll talk about what you can offer now, but do you do any kind of thing with Jade, lead magnet
2: type thing on your show? So I have an intro and an outro and it yeah. promotes my website and promotes the podcast at the same time. Um, but that's it right now. But seeing how effective you're in the middle of the show ad is, I, I'm really toying with the idea of doing something like that also.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we, so we have that in the beginning, right? For the show host networking events, uh, which we're, we're kind of reformulating it. we may be making it more even kind of, for our clients and then their guests. Um, so stay tuned. Um, and then we have that kind of mid roll aspect, right. Of a lead magnet. Um, and it's really you know, anyone listening, everyone kind of knows the game of it's an email capture tool, right. I'm, I'm assuming same thing goes with you, John. Do you offer anything like that, Joe, kind of an email capture lead magnet as it's known in the marketing world, any kind of thing where people can put in their email address and they know they're going to get nurtured by you, but they're going to get some value as well.
2: Yes, I I just released an action guide to help folks uh, find their differentiating factor so that they can stand out from the crowd and attract their ideal clients. So I have that as an action guide um, on my website, right, under resources. So do you know the direct link or and what is your web address if you don't know the direct link? Okay, the direct link is Apexable. There's a dash in there, apex-able.com. Backslash differentiating factor identifier. Wow. Okay. Differentiating. (laughs) Say that
1: again. Apexable, right? With a hyphen. We got that. Dot com. Yep. Slash.
2: Differentiating factor identifier. All right. Cool. I'm kind of a nerd. Um, um, I have to tone that down a little bit. Well, diff,
1: right? That does uh, put, put an acronym of diff, right? Differentiating... Is it is it dif or is it dfi? Dfi. Oh man, I I would work hard at making that dif at the very least. Because oh wait, in me it's like wanting to make that an acronym. (laughs) Uh, Because then then you got the diff, right? That's the differentiating factor. The diff. That's awesome. Um, so maybe when you come again, I'll do that. But right now, at least, uh, <laughs> what, what the word, the big words, the SAT words of DFI, we'll get that in the show notes at, at the very least.
2: Very uh, good. Before I let
1: you guys go, thank, thank you again for, for taking the time. John, are you a, a podcast junkie like I am? I know you have two podcasts. You help people with their podcasts. Um, I'm going to presume, I'm going to put words in your mouth that you also watch
0: a listen podcasts. Is that true or not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, okay. Like Over the yeah, last I few agree. years, like I used to I used to be like big music guy and like I used yeah. to like really carefully curate my Apple music library. And now it's very rare that I even listen to music anymore. It's all oh hard. really.
1: All right, I'm up. So is there another show host that you know really well that you'd love to shine the spotlight on and.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Dan Bryan. Uh, he does a podcast called the law firm marketing mix. Um, I did okay. have a conversation with him about, to get mixed about up like, with how close that was to law firm. Yeah, marketing. Yeah. You got to,
1: you both need to contact IP attorneys. And-
0: right, exactly. Yeah. I don't think we had officially trademarked it, so it's fine. But um, but no, he runs a really cool organization called Marketing for Justice, where he works with a lot of in-house law firm marketers and oh, just cool. provides resources, runs a lot of workshops. And so he started a podcast uh, to kind of supplement that. Um, I think he started it earlier this year, late last year. Um, and so he's doing really a lot of really good work over there. I'm a big fan.
1: So his world, his audience, and and I can assume thus his clientele are like CMOs within
0: larger law firms. Is that what it is? No, it's like like marketing assistants, directors who are employed at law firms. So okay, they, sure, may, I mean, they may be true. that CMO level to your point, but I, it but may not f- necessarily. Right. Exactly. Well, 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 hopefully he'll come on the
1: show and he'll uh, yeah. clarify that. So yeah, thank you for that. Hopefully I can get a real introduction. Cause will be a uh, neat, especially in the legal space. What about yeah. you, Joe? Do you listen and watch a, uh, watch a lot of podcasts
2: now that, you know, a year and a half into the game? Yes, I do. Definitely. I, I subscribe to numerous podcasts in all kinds of different areas. Yes. and,
1: Mostly. and, and, and regular viewers and listeners of the show will know that, that as much as I asked that question and like both of you gave the right answer, I've had plenty of guests that are have to like sheepishly admit that they actually don't watch a lot of podcasts. So there is no necessarily wrong answer, but it's much better to say yes. Um, sure. So is there a show host that you know well that you would want to highlight?
2: Yeah, so one of the shows that I really like to listen to is called the Builders.fM. and that's run by Matt Levenhagen. And he how do you just, know Matt and what is the Builders about? Uh, well, I, I, I can answer what the Builders are about, but okay. I, I met Matt through, through networking organizations months ago. Okay. And we, just, we just kept in touch. And um, the, he talks about folks who have built businesses and how cool. they've built them. So cool. there's a lot of learning by osmosis, if you will. You know, yeah. knowing what other people do, and and it's, it's applicable. A lot of it is applicable, and some of it's not. But it's you know, it's information about building businesses. I found that sometimes we're able to get the the, the most creative
1: ideas. Talk about differentiation factors, the most creative differentiating ideas from businesses that are unrelated to our own. Yeah. I don't know if you found that, but, uh, you know, it's it's literally where we get to think outside the box of our field, our sector, our type of business. Sometimes we, we think going in that, oh, what what can I possibly learn? I, uh, I'm a big fan of listening to podcasts. Obviously, one of the bigger ones that most people know is How I Built This, which was originally on NPR um, by Guy Raz. I still listen to it. And, um, and it was basically an Indian food company. And I didn't know of the brand, you know, uh, Indian Heritage. Um, and I'm like, all right, well, you know, first of all, let me get to you know this Indian food brand. Uh, what can I possibly learn? Like I, I, here I am running a content marketing company, very different from, let's say, Indian frozen foods. Uh, first of all, it's always interesting stories. I think it's always inspirational. Uh, talk about the builder. It's very in- inspirational. Even something a little bit more even practical, like law firm marketing mix and or minute. It's very practical. You can learn, but that's so much more closer to home. Like I'm constantly listening and learning from other law firm marketers. Uh, but for for us to get out of that zone and get into a world where we're listening uh, to stories of of business builders that are outside of our sector can be very thought provoking and like, huh, that's very interesting for me to kind of hear, and how can it possibly apply to my business? And, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, I can definitely see how you'd be turned on by that. Obviously, by what you do professionally, but even to, to be inspired. So, thank you, Joe. That was great. Anything that I didn't cover, or and well, something I didn't cover, of course. Both of you mentioned a little bit about uh, your website. Is that the easiest way for people to get get a hold of you and maybe even apply to be on your podcast? What's an easy way for people to get to know you or get personally? In addition to, let's say, apexable.com with a hyphen or spotlight insight. Is it spotlightinsiders.com?
0: Yeah. So Spotlight Insider is going to be our big media site. That's where all of our content's going to be housed. Spotlightbranding.com is the overall company website. You can learn about our services, get in touch with us. Um, And is that the easiest way to get a hold of
1: you, John, or is there another more direct way to get a hold of you personally, John?
0: Uh, you can send me an email or connect with me on LinkedIn. My email cool. is john at spotlightbranding.com, or you can search me on LinkedIn. My little name's right down there at the cool. bottom. Uh, yeah. John Hinson, H-I-N-S-O-N, if you're listening. Yep. Uh, happy to connect on LinkedIn as well.
1: Cool. What about you, John? Is
2: Pardon, what about you, Joe? Is there a direct way of reaching you? So the best way, maybe the simplest way, is at Yeah, I'm also on LinkedIn, which is a great way to connect. Now, I'm just... Search my name, Joe Mats, on LinkedIn, and um, my show is on my website. My courses are on my website, and the soon-to-be-renamed Disc <laughs> on my website.
1: Yeah, well, the the bill and the invoice is in the mail, uh, but that's great. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you so much, John, for being part of the show again. Uh, for those of you who don't yet know, uh, my name is Vikram Rajan. I am, uh, in addition to hosting this podcast, uh, the co-founder of Video Socials, as we've mentioned throughout the program. We help our members who are attorneys and accountants, lawyers, pardon, I said lawyers, but coaches and consultants. Uh, we help them with their content, uh, much similar to, to John, but in different ways, right? So our video blogging clubs is a fun atmosphere for our our members to get together, get their video blogs recorded Get their podcast promo videos recorded together, fun and done. And then we also have uh, a management service for VIP, for video interview podcasts. You can get to know us through videosocials.net or videosocials.vip for video interview podcasts. Until next time, we stream live Fridays 1 p.m. Eastern on LinkedIn, YouTube, as well as my Facebook page. Uh, But you can also, of course, listen to the show like you can listen to Joe and John's show. And of course as I mentioned Joe's but Joe Show now especially on all the major podcast platforms. Um, so we will talk to you and hear from you at that point. Thank you very much for listening and watching.